there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Sting Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? Welcome along. This is the Sting Park Podcast, as you know. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. Hello, what are you doing here? If you're new, there's some news to talk about this week, Josh. There is. And, you know, I reckon we can we can kind of get down to it. Last week it was all about... That Genie Plus. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, that Genie. And also that Genie Plus. Yeah. And that Lightning Lane. Have you have you stewed on it any further since uh, last weekend's, I guess, impassioned takedown of the Disney Genie service? Not a fan, either of us, I think it's fair to say. But, yeah. of course, we know you feel particularly strongly about Fast Passes. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I've in the week listened to an, a podcast, The Ride, uh, which is another podcast about theme parks. I listened to a podcast from them about Genie Plus, um, as I do on my weekly rotation. They weren't for it because they ha- they they appreciated my angle on it that maybe it will bring down the queue times, the, the standby lines, the standby lines. I hear they're going to remain free, mm, oh. but very much so. They said probably not the case because everyone will just buy. Genie Plus. Oh, they, they they think people are gonna are gonna pay up for this. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that they're probably more in tune with the psyche of your average Disney Park guest these days. It's been a while since either of us attended. It's true. So that's I guess somewhat surprising to me that, that that they believe that would be the case. But you've got to trust them really, and and I guess that's concerning to me because it doesn't. It would suggest that if there's a problem to be fixed by Disney Genie. If everyone pays up, it's not going to fix the problem. No, not at all. It's just going to replicate the existing problem, uh, but charge you for yes. it. Yes. And with that, I would say I'm now 90% sure um, I will not be going on the family trip to Disney World next year. Oh, wow. Was this the nail in the coffin? Uh, final it, nail. Yes. Genie Plus was the final nail in that coffin. Wow. I believe. That's that's crazy. What was the reaction to... Have you got other people filled with self-doubt about their own place on the trip? Obviously, we had the epiphany last week, if you like, or the revelation maybe is, is a better description. Uh, your dad, The revelation that your dad had had the epiphany yes. that maybe he doesn't like Disney anymore. Yes. How's uh, he feeling about the trip all of a sudden? Uh, he, he is bitter about it because obviously he, they are bought in now. Hmm. The accommodation has been paid for. Right. Flights have been booked. I believe, et cetera, et cetera. So they are in it. They have no choice. It's mm. lose money or go and lose more money. Right. Um, my mum was away, so I've been speaking to her this week about it, and she said that they've been discussing the monetary values that are going to be involved now that they're probably going to be forced to buy Ginny Plus because everyone else will be buying G- Disney Plus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, I would charge a lot more for Disney Plus. Well... OnlyFans is backing down, so Disney Plus is unfortunately no. Yeah, we've put that one on the back burner. Yeah, Genie Plus. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, annoyed. Uh, I would say by this uh, mm. decision announcement. I would say. Well, it, it's sad times, you know. If I, I, I'm sure your dad will will miss your presence greatly. Yes. You know, every time he has to stand in a really long queue for something, he'll be sitting there thinking, oh, "Josh was right. Yeah. Josh was right." Because you know. I'd imagine, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the makeup of the travelling party, you could argue that you and your dad were like the closest peas in the pod, if you like. Yes. Because now it's going to be kind of him and some young families. Yeah. And, and your mum, obviously. Yeah. You know, there could have been some sort of father and son solidarity there. Yes. Uh, you know? We have been called uh, TG for tour guide. That's my dad. Right. And I am TG Junior, it has been called. Yeah. So, Yes. Unfortunately, no, no, no longer. Well, that's a shame. The the uh, niece and nephews, or the youngest one, probably. Are you gonna Are you gonna offer to train them over the course of the next <laughs> like eight nine months? Well, like Take a, them under your epic wing, Rocky montage. Yeah, exactly. Just make sure they know exactly what they do. It would be the lamest montage. Yeah. Just, instead of you like, you know, running on these intense long distance runs through the city. You know, this will be cutting to you, like, swiping through the Disney app, yeah. like, plotting routes. Studying maps. So you want to do the Splash Mountain first, and then you want to go, and you want to do Splash Mountain a few times, because this might be the last time you ever get to do it in its, its current guise. Yeah. And then you want to do this and this and this. 
Yes, yeah, so my my niece and nephew, the eldest of the of the uh, two, there were gutted to say the least that I would not be making it. Uncle Josh, yeah. what do you mean you're not coming to Disney World, Uncle Josh? Their favourite uncle. Uh, <laughs> no more, as I have cast them aside. <laughs> oh, screw you and your Florida trip. <laughs> I'm off to Japan, bitches. Yeah, good one. <laughs> as if Japan are going to let us in anytime soon. No one's letting us Brits in. No. Alas. Alas. Oh, well. Having said that, my parents have gone to Spain, so... That's true, but not they're not going to Porto Ventura, no. so what's the point of, what is the of point? their journey Shocked. exactly? Disappointed in them. Absolute waste of time. Yep. Anyway, speaking of waste of time, the Park Crush podcast. Oh. We've wasted enough of it. Let's move on and dive into this week's news agenda. Now, I'll, I'll just quickly start on something that was kind of like the sloppy seconds of last week's <laughs> show because it caught my eye right as we were getting ready to record and obviously really only talked about Genie Plus, but I did also see that Ubisoft are getting into the theme park space. Now, I believe this is something I I then read, uh, since I read this initial report, I read a subsequent report, which did uh, mention the fact that Ubisoft are no strangers to the theme park business, and there was a kind of attempt by them to get involved somewhat previously. And I think much like, for example, I mean, somewhat ironically, um, I, basically, I think when you see big companies get used to doing one thing and then feel like they could quickly and easily pivot into something else, yeah. somewhat, I guess, cockily, if you like, because cool. they then find out quite quickly that, oh, this isn't as easy as it looks. Speaking of Ubisoft, you see it a lot in games, don't you? You see a big tech company like Google or Amazon or somebody else be like, yeah, we could do games. How hard can it be? Yeah. Um, turns out it's, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard. And that's yeah. the kind of conclusion Ubisoft came to about theme parks but now I guess in an, an attempt to kind of take some of the pressure off themselves I guess they're taking what you would consider to be a similar approach to Nintendo in terms of just licensing their stuff out to Universal um, but uh, Ubisoft are doing it with Storyland Studios which I think we talked about a little while ago on the podcast so I don't know if you remember Josh I think you might have introduced me to it but this um, Storyville Gardens theme park in Tennessee oh yes you recall this yeah I think it kind of looked like a sort of like lots of heavily themed lands didn't necessarily look like it was going to be a destination for like thrill seekers but in terms of kind of a fairly immersive park to walk around in and get lost in that was kind of yes. the vibe it seemed to be going for, yeah, for sure so perhaps it makes sense that ubisoft would tap them to get involved and uh, make something of their franchises see, see that building there you can mm. climb that well you'd like to think so yeah uh, yeah that'd be good wouldn't it I mean, they have like a viewing tower like SeaWorld, but instead of you know, a lift. Yeah. You you have to climb you that thing. You have to thing. climb it, yeah. But, like, no, that, I mean, like that new Call of Duty game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it set my mind racing, Josh, about, you know, what kind of Ubisoft rides, uh, sorry, games would make good theme park rides and what kind of rides would they be? Or, you know, other sort of theme park experiences. Mario versus Rabbids. Okay. What kind of ride would that be? Like Laser Quest. Yeah, like a like a Toy Story. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Buzz Lightyear. Right. Light Ranger spin thing, yeah. Or Midway Mania, like that. yeah, yeah. That, that's a good shout. Or Men in Black, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, you could have an Assassin's Creed dive coaster at the bottom of, you know, it's basically Sheikra with a haystack at the yeah, bottom, yeah, and it does a screech as you drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like sounds that. good. Yeah, uh, but like the climb up, rather than it being like slow and smooth, like on Sheikra, it's like a bit all over the place. <laughs> like you <laughs> might drop a bit accidentally at some point. You, you drop backwards though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could that could be going. Uh, what else have they got? They've got a load of Tom Clancy stuff, I suppose. Not sure what you do with that. It's mm. all a bit generic, isn't it? Yeah. Not very kid friendly either. Just dance. You just you'd have a dance like uh, like uh, they do in Tomorrowland or uh, where they have the dance shows. Yeah. Or they have one at um, like the Pixar area now at Hollywood Studios. Um, they have like an Incredibles dance. Mm. Far Cry. Far Cry. Wow. Meet and greets with all the psychotic (laughs) villains. Oh, boy. That would be great fun. Vaz, was it? Vaz, is it? Is he the Far Cry 3 one, I think? He's the one that people sort of... I mean, he's the one that started it all, right? They've just been trying to top Vaz ever since, and I I don't know if they they have. they got Gus from Breaking Bad now in the latest one, he's still isn't out. No, that one's out in October, I think. Yeah. Far Cry 6. It's getting a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, you know, when you're yeah. starting to put 6 at the end of names, I think this There's probably like... Just sounds silly. A lot of like older Ubisoft brands... That would make good video games. Yeah. But like 
Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, I don't really know what that is. Uh, I think I think the first one it was kind of like a action adventure, kind of Zelda esque, but obviously right. with like a photography angle. Okay. You could have another Midway Mania style game, but you're taking photographs <laughs> instead of shooting stuff. Yeah, like Pokemon. Just stuff. every ride is a yeah. variant of Midway Mania. Basically, you could have a Rayman ride, right? Oh yeah, Rayman. Yeah, Rayman's great. I love I reckon, Rayman. I reckon you could do a like a kind of like a Spider-Man esque ride, but you're like racing and again you know you're you're in a place and it's flooding and oh my god you've got a, the the scoop machine has got a rayman climb with rayman the last few rayman games have had pretty great music levels as well you oh. probably make some fun thing park shenanigans out of that that'd be good yeah anyway i mean i'll watch this with interest i mean i'm i think i i i love video games i like staying across what's going on and um the idea of some big budget video games getting some theme park treatment is is interesting to me I, i'll be curious to see how this goes of course um nothing may come of it who knows yeah uh, the, the only real detail we've got is that they will primarily be indoor rides so that they could theoretically crop up in you know various places around the world yeah, just kind of bluey and um Storyland has said that they hope to start presenting concepts for some of these concepts. at IAPA in November I in Apa. Orlando. Yeah, so, not to be confused I'll, with I and I'll be pleasantly surprised if we're seeing stuff as early as November. But yeah, I'll keep an eye on it. I better get an invite to that Just Dance dance a fun. I mean, you you have an embarrassingly large collection of collection of Just Dance games, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aren't they in this drawer here? Let's no, no, a... they've uh, they've moved. They've been then. relocated. Yes, oh, that's um, a shame. I have. I was going to expose you. Just dance after dark. That sounds like some solid. Oh boy! Opening night Disney Plus premium yes. content right Love there. Love that. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Josh, would you would you pay for Genie Plus to go on an Assassin's Creed ride? Would you pay for an Assassin's Creed Lightning Lane? I would be even less likely to pay. I mean, Ubisoft. They'd literally, have to pay me. Literally do sell time skips in Assassin's Creed these days. Like, oh, I level up a billion times faster or just, you know, skip this. <laughs> skip this mission. Give us some moolah. So they're in they're already in the business Ugh. of um sickening. Pay to skip, if you like. Anyway. That's Ubisoft that's teaming up with Storyland. Woof. For some stuff. Buzz, you so, yeah, We're going to see some of that at the end of this year. Something we're not going to see this year, Josh. It's oh. something we should have seen last year. No. And something I was very excited about, genuinely. It's a tragedy. One of my most anticipated rides of my <laughs> 2020 Florida trip that never happened yeah. was Iron Guazi. Because oh, I thought Guazi. it was going to I thought it was going to sort of match up pretty perfectly with my trip. They seemed all but ready to go. Yeah. with that at Bush Gardens in Tampa. Uh, it's obviously COVID happened. Um, but unlike, you know, Universal, for example, who have pushed ahead with a couple of ride openings since COVID happened, you know, Velocicoaster obviously being the big one, we're going to get Ratatouille at Disney soon. But Iron Gwazi is still nothing, and they have now said that it's just not going to open until uh, spring 2022. Wow. So essentially, uh, you know, they've pushed it by a whole two years, uh, which is pretty crazy. And the same applies for Icebreaker, which is the new roller coaster coming to SeaWorld Orlando. Yeah, that looked cool as well. And then on the other side of the United States, uh, SeaWorld San Diego, another new coaster there called Emperor, which is essentially Blue Shikra. Yeah. Uh, that will also not be opening until early 2022, February in the case of that one, I believe. So... um yeah, lots of delays. Yes. I mean, it doesn't really matter to you now, Josh, because you're not going to Florida next year. But if you were, I'm guessing, although Bush Gardens and SeaWorld aren't always top of your list, would you be at all chomping at the bit to go to one or both I, if you were the, if you were going next year? They are more on my list than Disney as it stands. Oh, wow. You know, there's not, you know, the Star Wars I want to do, obviously, um, and I want to do Mickey and Minnie. Um, oh yeah, and maybe Tron if that's open. Good one, and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Ha! But yeah, there's so many good things at SeaWorld and uh, Bush Gardens opening, mm. and, or that I haven't ridden before because of how we do those parks. That yeah, they, they'd be on my list for sure. Mm. I mean, it's it's easy to forget they released a full POV video flying Guazi. Yeah, that ride is done, and it looks phenomenal. I mean, I've got some of the stats in front of me here. 
just to refresh you. Uh, a 206-foot drop, two inversions, a top speed of 76 miles per hour, and a total track length of 4,075 feet, which, uh, I mean, those are some big numbers right there, Josh. 206 foot, that would make it the tallest ride in Florida, right? I think so, yeah. I think that would put it just above Sheikra. Yeah, six foot taller than Sheikra. Yeah, pretty crazy. And then Icebreaker, uh, that's going to be 93 feet, reaches 52 miles per hour, 1,900 feet of track. So not 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 something that's as intense as Iron Gwazi by the sounds of it's it. It's very and interesting. We'd only ever had a sort of um, like concept yes. uh, video of that it's one. It's an interesting ride, though. Like you go backwards and you go through the station mm. um, before you loop around. It's quite it's quite a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. Similar to, uh, I think Tigris does that as well at Busch Gardens, which is another one that... That one actually opened not long after my last visit, which was in spring 2019 so that would have been another new coaster mm. for me to do at bush gardens and, and obviously didn't get to do it and it's also similar to the ride that is opening up at chessington world of adventures soon that we talk, spoke about a couple of months ago now chessington remind me is that is that the one that's is that weird to go to without kids yes these days yeah damn but not illegal in the same way that Legoland is. Yes. I mean, Legoland is basically illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go without kids. Chessington's just a bit weird. Yeah. It's a zoo now. I have no shame. It's more of a zoo. All right. So it's like a bit of both. I like zoos. Days. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with the zoo. Why can't adults go to zoos? Well, since when can't? When, since when is it weird for adults to go to zoos? Uh, well, got some excellent zoos in uh, this fine county of Kent. That's true. Actually. Yeah. Port Lim, excellent zoo. Uh, Get yeah. a couple of roller coasters up there. That'd be a fantastic day out. They've got uh, some fa- fantastic uh, accommodation options up there these days. Yeah, they all cost an, an arm absolute, and a leg. Yeah, they do. Um, and if you're not careful, the tiger will fruit, come through the glass and bite off your arm and your leg. Very nice, Josh. Yeah. Very nice. And I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got the Emperor at SeaWorld San Diego just open in front of you there. I mean, yeah. I kind of said uh, somewhat dismissively it's basically Blue Sheikra, but. I mean, it kind of is, right? Uh, yeah, isn't actually a, much more to it than that. Uh, it's a B&M uh, dive coaster, which is the same as Sheikra and Griffin. Uh, this will be the first time one of them comes to the west coast of Florida of uh, the US, though. Mm. Uh, this one is pretty short in comparison to its uh, eastern coast counterparts at only 143 foot. Oh, what's the point? Yeah, it's true. Uh, top speed of 60 miles an hour, though. So Small it's still fry. Quick. Yeah, no, it looks good. Uh, oh, speaking of potential, like you know, new rides and, and new attractions in in Florida specifically, uh, you've seen these rumours about. Well, yeah, have you seen these rumours about Poseidon, uh, Islands of Adventure? Oh. Now, scaffolding, I believe, has gone up around it, or you know, work walls have gone up around yes. it. Probably, probably not coming back. If I had to guess, I don't think it's refurb. I just, I, because I mean, even when that ride is shut and not operating, and it's pretty intermittent it was pretty inter- intermittent from what i can remember like even Easy just sort say. of pre-covid i often like poseidon was always one that we kind of we enjoyed it well enough it was more than anything just an, a way of getting out of the hot sun for a bit yeah but it, it was intermittent intermittent cool, intermittent i can't do it had some cool elements to it like the water tunnel and yeah that sort of thing yeah and it was kind of like doing it in more recent times in a similar way to sort of, this might be being a bit overly harsh, but in a oh. similar way to Journey to Atlantis, the tech is so sort of retro but impressive enough for its time. Yeah, that you can still kind of admire admire it in a kind of ah oh, kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Like, look at that. That must yeah. have been quite cool twenty years ago. It's a bit naff now, but I can still kind of enjoy it. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Uh, it was uh, intermittent at best, though, right? So don't make me try it again. I'm gonna eventually just call it Intermin, which is a roller coaster company, is it yes, not? Yes, you're correct. Yeah. Anyway, there are some rumours going around that once the work walls come down <gasps> and you can go back in the gaff, oh. it's not going to be Poseidon anymore, Josh. It might be something to do with the Legend of Zelda. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Fascinating. I believe the rumour started. With a YouTube video by, you know, someone claiming to be some sort of insider saying, keep an eye out, work walls are going up soon, and I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being Zelda. And then lo and behold, work walls went up. Was it someone called Link? Not that I could tell, no. Not Link. 
it's hard to know what you could do with that space, right? Like, if it was going to be anything other than a, a, a variation on what it already is, Which you then you'd do. have to completely gut the building and re- have a massive rethink of what that space is used for if you wanted to do a ride, for example. Yeah. If it was just another walkthrough kind of experience, then you can fairly easily imagine what they might come up with. There's a water-themed area in Breath of the Wild, right? So Yes, there is. Done. Well, there you go. Done. Sorted. Universal, hire this man. See, the only way he's going to get out to Florida. <laughs> yeah, happily work for Universal. Not Disney, though, no. You would, you would, you're saying this here now, hand on heart, you would turn down a job at Disney. At this moment in time, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is a lo- I don't believe you at all. Ask me in another six months and I might change my mind. But... <laughs> would you and, accept- I, and I might be on a flight to Florida, who would knows? You, would you not accept a job at Disneyland Paris? Uh, perhaps you could be a steward, Josh, at <gasps> any one of the worlds of Pixar. Oh. So, yeah, Disneyland Paris, it's a, it's a pretty good home, I'd say, for various high-quality Pixar attractions. It is. You know, obviously the original home of, and as of right now, at least, for a little bit longer, the only home of Ratatouille. You've also got Crush's Coaster. You've got a Cars ride, I think. You've got some Toy uh, Story stuff. Yeah, uh, the and the um, the Backlot Tour, the famous scene from the Backlot Tour, Jeremy Irons has been ripped out, but it has been Carsified. Yes, that's, so. that's correct. Some of those Toy Story rides were, were all right, wasn't it? I mean, they had, the, they had a little slinky coaster thing, which was... yeah. You know, pretty childlike. It was nothing child like it was not like the one at Hollywood Studios. No, um, it was really just going around. RC in a was really good fun. RC was fun though. That was kind of like like a pirate ship. It was a bit like a pirate ship, but you were on a track. Yeah, rather than on like you know, a hot like a hot. It was kind of tr- yeah, track. yeah, yeah. Uh, you was on the back of RC. You go forward and back. It it did get you know it, it created that same I want to fall out of this thing sensation yeah, it, as the uh, ship. It was a yeah, some good, strong pirate ship feelings. Yeah, uh, very impressed with that one actually. Yeah, that was good fun. Well, and they had they had the army man parachute thing as yeah. well, didn't they? Anyway, I mean these were all treated as sort of distinct lands. Yes, you know you had a Toy Story land, you had the Ratatouille land, which was done up like Bowery. Mm, yes, uh, I believe, like La Place de Remy. Ule beaucoup chalevois, Sichuan. And now it's all being brought under the single banner of Worlds of Pixar. Single. Single banner. Worlds of Pixar. My voice is all over the place <laughs> this evening. I'm tired. Uh, what can I say? I'm sleepy. I'm going mad. I'm bothered by the word worlds. Why is that? Because it just sounds wrong in my head. Sounds like well, sounds like a whole thing park or something. Yeah, I feel, but I feel, feel it doesn't flow for me. Needs to just be world what would of you, Pixar. What would you call? Oh, just world drop of, the S. Just world of Pixar. Just drop the S. Yeah. Right. Well, you got Pixar Pier, haven't you? That is a that is a California adventure. Is that yes. is that right? Yeah. Um, Which is another area that was kind of uh, rethemed because it yes. wasn't originally Pixar themed. That's right. Um, and that's meant to be kind of like uh, old school carnival nostalgia, big Ferris wheel and roller coaster mm. ride and like Woody and that sort of thing. Yeah. Arguably, you know, I really liked a lot of these areas. Uh, Crush's Coaster was great. It was. Uh, I think that was just about the longest queue that we were in for anything while we yeah, were out there. It was huge, that queue. It was. Uh, and I have to say, the uh, bespoke games that you could play on the Disneyland companion app, not doing it for me, to be <laughs> honest. I would I would just bring your, bring your Switch if you're really desperate yeah. to play a game in the queue at Disney. It's true. Which, you know, is anyone actually that desperate to play a video game at literally all times that you would... Mm. No. Do it in the queue of a theme park ride. I don't think so. But if you are one of those people, I wouldn't count on the uh, bespoke Crush Coaster game, to be honest. No. Um, tried it, wouldn't recommend. Full review coming soon. Yes. This park very much needs more lands, though. It's a bit small. I think that's why Crush's Coaster this is... was so busy. Because mm. there's not a lot in this park. Well, this is getting all parts. the Marvel stuff, right? This park and the Star Wars stuff eventually. Yeah, so the Marvel, the... The, the Star Wars stuff, I forget what the plan is precisely for Walt Disney Studios Park. but So my understanding is that the route straight up that goes kind of past Terra Terra mm. that led to the Backlot Tour. Yeah. You're going to keep going. And then on the left is going to be Star Wars. But it's not going to be the whole Batu thing again, right? It's going to it's, be... Uh, they're talking about doing a different area, I believe, is the rumour. Oh. Um, but it's not going to be as oh. big. 
Um, no. He's going to have. I don't. I don't see them doing Rise of the Resistance. It's going to have the Falcon. I think. That, yeah, they do Smuggler's Run. Yeah, and that's pro. And like you know, it'll probably have a different shops and a cantina. Ride. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then on the right, a Dumbo. But yeah. they're X-wings. Yeah, probably. And then on the right is going to be a frozen. Oh yeah, land mm. with a uh, an original frozen ride, I believe. Okay. Um, and then the Marvel stuff's going to be on the other side, so where coming and go left, where Armageddon was, and where Rock and Roller Coaster Avec Aerosmith. Yes. Now it's going to be Rock and Roller Coaster Avec Iron Man. Yeah. And then the the Armageddon is is that going to be the Pim Test Kitchen? Uh, is that going to be an actual attraction? There's going to be something else there, I think. Because uh, the, the kitchen that was already there is going to be the Pim Test Kitchen. Right. Um, Hear me out. It's Dumbo, but you're on Wasp. Sure. Yeah. You get shrunk down. Yeah. Put on Wasp. Yes. Yeah. And then there's also there was also lights motor action was there. Uh, oh, the car stunt the show. The car stunt show, which okay. is no longer going to be there either. No. But I think that's not going to be anything. Fair. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, some insight there into the future of Walt Disney Studios Park. Are you going to go back there, Josh? Or is that also dead to you? Oh, I like that park. Yeah. Yeah. All right believe it when i see it but, i thought you know they've Florida. they've yeah. uh they've brought in new rules around their fast pass as well so oh yeah and they are being particularly they could even be bothered to come up with a new name no just straight up calling it premier access yeah like, get lost mate or you know sacre blue pal am i doing it right yeah. is that outrage in french Ugh. is that i'm not very happy about this probably wouldn't say blue in but... french <laughs> i'm blue double d double die <laughs> Uh, oh, just quickly on Marvel, uh, it, you know Agatha. You know it was her oh, yeah. all along, right? The, well, despite her best ter- theme tune, despite her terrible crimes, she's being uh, invited to attend the Oogie Boogie Bash, which also sounds like something on Disney Plus, and that is uh, basically the annual Halloween celebration at California Adventure. Yeah, all the villains come out. All right? the villains come out, and uh, Agatha Harkness from WandaVision is going to be there alongside, and this is a well, this, is a, this is a weird uh, dinner date, that- if ever I heard of one. Uh, ready for this? Yeah. Uh, Agatha Harkness, Sid from Toy Story, and and the and Emma Stone's Cruella, uh, essentially. Those three. There you go. Okay. That's a crossover and a half. I'd watch that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, is Cruella? Obviously, Cruella is a bad person, but is she considered a bad person in the new? Cruella franchise? Um, misunderstood, I would say. Yeah. You know, a bit naughty, bit cheeky. Yeah, because Agatha she, is a bad person. Y- yes, she S- is evil. S- Sid she is, is a witch. Sid is also a bad person. Sid is a bad person. Cruella should I mean, be a bad person. What era of Sid are we talking here? Are we talking messed up kid Sid? Or are we talking sort of bin collection man Sid from Toy Story 3? Well, bin co- I guess bin collection man Sid is... Uh, you know, he's been through some hard times. Yeah. Um, but he's found himself as a, and he enjoys being a bin man. He seems to. Yeah. He seems to. I, I don't got, know what he's up to in Toy Story 4. I don't think he makes any sort of appearance. No. i got a lot of respect for him, though. You know. He's made something of himself. Exactly. You know, despite a troubling childhood. A lot of time for it. Anyway, yeah, and he probably gets paid more than the cast members do at Disneyland. If he was a local bin man, he'd be on strike. Yeah, exactly. Right. As far as I'm concerned, unless I miss something... Go uh, I got two. I, I feel like we got two big ones to end on. Might be sort of dropping a couple of the smaller bits here just to to to, to barrel on through. For me, Josh, the two big ones. We got some video game news. We love a bit of thing park video game news. Video game. And then we got you know big new thing park, new rides at new thing park news. Uh, Universal Studios Beijing. Shall we start there? Yeah. Been long in the making. They started letting people in to test out some of the rides. It's basically a soft opening. I think it's primarily been, you know, staff, but also I think some members of the public have been allowed in to check stuff out. And so some some videos have come out of um, of that. And I guess the most eye catching one, as far as I can tell, is uh, the Jurassic World ride that they've got going on there. You had your first look at that just before we started I recording. Did. The the perfect marriage of screen technology and animatronics, real real sets and props for you, Josh. It certainly, it, it certainly looks up there. I think, you know, for, for me, for when I think of like the perfect marriage of those two things, I'm thinking of stuff like Spider-Man, yeah. Harry Potter, in its heyday, maybe not so much. Now, I think that thing maybe could do with an upgrade. King Kong, possibly, 
nah, actually, I'm not sure. King Kong isn't no. really a... That's like, all right, this is the screen bit. All right, now you've got the, the, the Kong bit. Yeah. You know. I guess you got the well, driving around bit at the start. That, but that, the, that was originally... That's a tram tour ride in Hollywood. Yeah. That they've gone, ah, oh, we'll just create that into an, its own ride in. Yeah. I mean, there Florida. is some good, like, set stuff and, you know, the outdoor bit at the very start of Skull Island. And then you do have yeah. the, the bat creatures. They're real. I think and then it's... you get screens. And, but I guess what I would say is that, like, the sections of the ride that are real and the sections of the ride that are screens never really are married no in the same way that like spider-man and harry potter yeah, are or um or this new jurassic world ride. shanghai disney pirates yes oh that might be the gold standard maybe that's the best maybe that's the the, the better point of comparison this, this seems this. like a competitor for that what did you think uh, it looks incredible it does um obviously we're watching a really ropey recording of the screens and that sort of thing as well as uh, a very dodgy looking video hosting platform yeah billy billy full screen the full screen button is a nuclear war icon yeah <laughs> What's sh- and and the thing is it's all in chinese so it doesn't even tell you that it's full screen well, no it, it probably does but it's in mandarin right no we just had to take a punt yeah we didn't know what we were getting in for we, we just press the it. button see what happens yeah um, what could go wrong <laughs> um the the depth on that, on those screens, it's incredible. It sure is. I was, I was shocked. Yeah, the screens do look very good, but I think the highlight for me is the uh, the Indomitosaur. Is that is that what you call him? The Indomitosaurus Rex. Indomitosaurus Rex. The the real life Indomitosaurus Rex. The motion on that thing looks kind of incredible. There's a sequence during the ride where it seems to me, I don't know how much it's actually moving, but they absolutely succeed in creating the illusion. At the very least, that that thing's running after your yeah, ride vehicle. It very much feels like that scene in Jurassic Park. Right? Yeah, uh, I was really impressed. There's also a bit where he fights the T Rex. Yeah, um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's involved. incredible Mandarin. Who who knew? Who knew indeed? Same with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, also very impressive. You compared it, I thought, very accurately actually to uh, Dinosaur. Actually, oh, like thank the, you. the vibe. As, you know, obviously the technology maybe is more evocative of that pirate side you mentioned, but yes, uh, in terms of like comparing it to it, comparing it to other dinosaur rides, it's closer to dinosaur than it is to any of the other Jurassic Park rides that yeah. I've done. Yeah, uh, you know, you think of Jurassic Park rides traditionally, and you think of water rides. Yeah, and kind of the one that kind of uh, sort of tips the boat, if you like, or shakes the boat the most is the Singapore one purely because it's a it's, it's a, a raft it's ride. a raft rapids ride yes. rather than a splash boat but this is obviously something completely different this is um yeah it's hard to tell what kind of ride vehicle you're in it, it looks like it could be something similar to your scoop from Spider-Man yeah, or, or whatever but whatever it's called in the Transformers yeah. ride but yeah it does 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 have dinosaur vibes yeah. there is very much so there's a part where you kind of stop by a dinosaur and then you start again and all I can think is is the bit on dinosaur, he goes, nope, not our dinosaur. Not our dinosaur, no. Man, I wish this wasn't in China. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. So I guess I'll never do it. Oh, you never know. They might They might improve. I guess. I yeah. guess. We'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've also seen some of the exterior, you know, just some of the general shots of the Jurassic World land. It's really, it's a looker. It looks really, it is looks it? really nice. I haven't yeah. seen those. No, we'll have a look after the show, see if I can dig them out. But yeah, again, just a quick refresh as well as Jurassic World, of course, they also have a Kung Fu Panda Land, uh, which is entirely indoors. Oh, yeah, of course. And you've got Transformers, Minions, Harry Potter, uh, the Hollywood Boulevard Entrance Plaza, and of course, of course, Waterworld. <laughs> of course, you have to have Waterworld. You have to have Waterworld. And and still, my only experience with Waterworld as a thing is the Singapore is the stunt show in Singapore. Is that at Japan as well? I think it is. Yeah, because they've still got Jaws, right? They've also still got Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Japan is like a blooming greatest hits. Yeah, I mean, until relatively recently, they still had Back to the Future. I think that's what became Spider Man. Whoa. Okay. I, I might be wrong there, but man, kind of gutted. I miss Back to the Future for good now. Yeah, but you know, if you're going to replace it with something. Arguably, well, for me, still the best ride at Universal Park, Spider-Man. So, can't really complain. But, yeah, I'm desperate to get to Japan. I would be absolutely beyond gutted if um, if they announced in the not-too-distant future that, I don't know, Jaws is gone. You know? Yeah. 
I'm I'm desperate to get there and do Jaws. So I really, really hope that, that it becomes a, a feasible trip in 2022. But uh, yeah, only time will tell. It's impossible to know at this point what's going to happen. I did I did really enjoy watching Jaws uh, the other week. The film? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there have been also, I've seen uh, some really positive things said about uh, a How to Train Your Dragon stage show uh, at Universal Beijing. And of course, there have been those rumours, I think, via Alicia Stella, that some sort of stage show could form part of the How to Train Your Dragon land at it's true, universe. Yeah. They've got a so if that's a straight copy, area. it sounds like it is. Um, it's very impressive. So it would make sense. It would make sense to bring that over. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of um, Universal Beijing as as people check that out and more more videos come out. Uh, you're gonna have you've got the special effects show, lights, camera, action again, brought over from Singapore, uh, featuring Steven Spielberg. I really enjoy that one in Singapore, so it's cool to see that one uh, appear at another park. You can have another Transformers Battle for the Allspark. You can have Decepticoaster, which is a Transformers-themed copy of The Incredible Hulk. You're going to have okay. Bumblebee Boogie, which is a Transformers-themed copy of Stormforce. Brilliant. Uh, you're going to have Kung Fu Panda Journey of the Dragon Warrior, which is a multimedia indoor boat ride, again, indoors, as Ooh. the whole land is. Do you reckon that's like a Frozen ride? I don't know. Waterworld Stunt Show, as we said, the Jurassic World cool. Adventure. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. And Flight of the Hippogriff, so no Gringotts, no Hagrid there. Uh, you're going to have Despicable Me, Minion, Mayhem. And you're going to have a super silly fun land, including an indoor roller coaster. And then in addition to all that, of course, restaurants, shops, awesome. and a couple of other sort of attractions, but not rides. What's so super silly fun land? Is that... That's an area in the sort of Minions area, I believe. Oh, okay. A, a section of the Minions area, and there's an indoor coaster as part of super silly fun land. I didn't know whether that was a, an original theme park IP for a second. Oh, um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case. Ugh. Anyway, let's close it out. And the only way we know how, we're talking about video games. Video games. Video games. So uh, two sort of, I actually come to think of it, two theme park video game trailers at Gamescom this week, which is kind of like E3 for Germans. Yeah. Uh, fun of the trailers, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, Jurassic Welt Evolution uh, Zwei. Zwei, ja. Uh, uh, wir sprechen uh, aber Jurassic Welt Evolution auf dem Podcast uh, letzten Jahren. Und uh, Jurassic Welt Zwei ist uh, in die All Good Video Game Stores im uh, Oktober. <laughs> Uh, you sound like a yeah. like a stereotypical Dutch person now, rather than German. I sound Dutch, do I? Yeah. Oh, I just add it to my repertoire. I didn't yeah. know I could do Dutch accents. Who knew I could do them all, Josh? That's how I, you do stereotypical uh, Dutch is just English with a German accent. Oh, I see. Okay, with fine. A Dutch accent. I've spoiled the listeners over the years. You know, I've done du- Mickey Mouse and Scooby Doo. Dutch is it. <laughs> Dutch is quite similar in a way to English. Like it's uh, it does just sound like you're talking English in a Dutch accent. Oh, okay. And then uh, what is the other theme park game that we got at the Gamescom, yeah? Uh, Park Beyond. Oh, come on, put some effort into it. Park Beyond. All right, fine. Yeah. What's this one about then? It's bizarre. It's not like uh, Planet Coaster or Park Attack. It's more like Frillville, I guess, seemingly. Which we Uh, did play. We did play. I mean, I guess... Before you get rolling here, just that you know, people forgot or don't know, well, we did play through every damn thing part video game from history that we could get our hands on, yeah, as part of a series on the podcast last year. I think it actually spanned some of, I think, I think it might have begun in 2019, perhaps at the back end. I might be misremembering. Um, we anyway, played a bit of Park Attack back then, I think. I think maybe we did, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we went through a whole the whole gamut of theme park games. I mean, we did we did miss some. I'm I'm forever upset, frankly, and will be until perhaps the day comes that I do manage to play it. But the Universal Studios Adventures, exclusively for the GameCube. Yes, I want to play that. We don't have a GameCube. So. Well, I know, but you know that's what the Patreon's for yeah. when it comes. Yes, or you know Disney Plus, whichever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Thrillville. I, I have some uh, memories of that one. Not particularly fond, but I don't know. I think I, I think I actually said to you as well that this reminded me a bit of Thrillville, also maybe a bit of the old theme park games. Yeah, it's got it's certainly got that uh, energy. I think. Yes, there's a crazy old man telling you what yeah, to do. It looks like uh, Willy Wonka esque. 
and you get to build some roller coasters and uh, flat rides and that sort of thing. And it seems like you basically can build roller coasters however you want, in a way. And some of these rides as well. And there's a thing called impossifications. Yeah, the kind of USP for this, like, I guess, like, broadly speaking, yeah, it's a theme park simulator. But, yeah, the USP seems to be that, like, ah, to hell with physics. Yeah. Realism, like, you can create these uh, rides that just, yeah, defy all that stuff. And you can have breaks in the track or the roller coaster will just fly across, fly through the air and jump perfectly. Uh, as you say, these imp- impossification get fired from a cannon maneuvers. Yeah, uh, you can build a Ferris wheel that is mounted to the top of sixteen other Ferris wheels. That sounds fun. Yeah, and they're all like different size Ferris wheels. Cool. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. It's going to be obviously a different, completely different style of game to your Planet Coaster and Architect. Like I said, more of an arcade game. Mm. Uh, it looks really easy to just build a roller coaster. That's just some fun. It's not going to like bother you to like, hey, make sure you put a chain lift here. Yeah, uh, it's, just, it's just going to figure that out for you by the looks of things, which is going to be um, good. There's been some alpha gameplay, little bit that they put out showing you how to build a roller coaster. Yeah, put that in the show notes. I will put that in the show notes. I thought, I thought, I thought the trailer was fun, and and it's it's not out until next year, as, as I said in my yeah, 2022. Per- Perfect Dutch. What a season. What a season. But it's coming to PC, PS5, and the Xbox Series console. So no mention of uh, PS4 or Xbox One. So it must what, be a pretty are, demanding game. What are those consoles? What are they? Exactly. But uh, yeah, and then uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2, I think it looks promising. Like visually, it looks like a nice step up from the first one. We'll have to see uh, you know, gameplay improves, whether right? it improves beyond that. I mean, I think as we said on the episode back at the end of last year, my kind of biggest problem with that is that in many ways... There were parts of the design that just felt like a mobile game, to be brutally honest, and kind of built around timers and watching bars go up, but with no way to pay to skip them. So you were just like, I guess I'm just sitting here looking at these bars and like the gameplay loop isn't interesting enough without the progression, which to do you need to wait for bars to go up. The minute to minute to gameplay when you're not finishing up your upgrades and upgrading and unlocking new stuff is not interesting enough to keep your attention while you wait for bars to go up. Yeah. I got them in the end. That was my issue with that game. Too many bars. Too many bars spoil the broth. Yes. Talking about bars, have you seen that Cadbury have put out a Caramac equivalent? I haven't, no. I just feel also, though, that most people our age, if they consider themselves cool cats... If you said, speaking of bars, you might have said, have you seen there's a really cool-looking bar that's open in town? You should check it out. No, you were talking about a new Cadbury bar. Yeah. And it's not even like it's a bar run by Cadbury's. No. That makes, I don't know, cool milkshakes or something. It's called Caramilk. This is literally just another chocolate bar. It's called Caramilk. What's the... I assume it's caramel. Yeah. What 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 sets it apart from a caramel dairy milk? This is caramel chocolate. Caramel flavoured chocolate. Yes. Oh, interesting. Which is what a caramel is. If you've never had a caramel, I have never had that. Yeah. And this is out now. Out now. I had you, some. Have you had? Oh, is it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it very oh, much. Okay, so. fine. It's like a if you if you have had a caramel, uh, it's like a creamier caramel. Right. Uh, made obviously made with dairy milk. Talking about food. Okay. Uh, off topic, I know, but uh, I had some Ben and Jerry's the other day <laughs> called Chip Happens. <laughs> That's great. Can and? you guess what is in it? Chocolate chips? No. There are chocolate chunks. All right. But that is not what it is inferring. It's an American firm. Uh, oh, cookies. Chips mm. Ahoy? No. Oh. Crisps? Yes. What? Potato chips. No. Yeah. What, in the ice? Is it, is it potato chip flavoured ice cream nope. or ice cream with potato chips it's in it? Chocolate ice cream with chocolate chunks and... Potato chips, crisps. It's weird. Right, yeah. But it's like... um. I mean, I know people are into like their salty sweet combos these days. Yeah. I mean, I am. It kind of gives me Give me, me a... bacon on my pancakes. Give me some mix up with popcorn yeah, flavours. I love that popcorn. stuff. Beautiful. But this sounds um, not for me. This it, sounds it, grim. It's, it's a sort of salty cookie dough consistency is what it kind of... That's the vibe it gives. Okay. Did you and you did you like it? Other, you know, it was weird, but did you like it? Where did you get it? You, you didn't import it. Sainos. They sell it in Sainsbury's. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, I, 
I enjoy it. I wouldn't buy it again. But, um, you know, you see it on the shelf. You kind of have to. You right? have to, right? Yeah. It's, one of, it's their... one of those things you look at and you think, oh, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, I know yeah. what that is. And then you look at it a bit closer and you're like... Uh, it's one of their... They've got like a, like a Netflix range out. Right. So there's that one. There's one that's got pretzels in it, like salted pretzels. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that that's, one is... That might be my favourite Halo Top flavour. That is a, a good chocolate, one. There's a chocolate pretzel Halo Top, which is pretty Ooh, good. Yeah. That is a good one. The pretzel one is a good one. Uh, this is the first time I've seen the crisp version yeah it's okay i wouldn't pay full price for it i wouldn't pay full price for any ben and jerry's or halo top i only get it's true halo top when it's on offer yeah because you know five quid a tub and i the the dangerous thing about halo top is i eat the whole tub it doesn't doesn't go back in the freezer calories right it's fine Uh, it's more like 360 normally as your average which is you know perfectly that's an acceptable amount for, for the amount of ice cream that you're having. But a, Halo, but a, a, tu- a, a Ben & Jerry's tub of the same size, you're looking at probably 900 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for a pint of Ben & Jerry's. Yeah, because yeah. I got one with my Pizza Hut order the other day. I got the uh, Blondie Brownie okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. concoction. Yeah. Which um, was None of okay. these are sponsored, by the way. None of this is... No, no, absolutely not. If we were sponsored by Ben & Jerry's, then uh, we, we would be in a better place, yeah. I would suggest. But no. If you're listening, Ben but, or but Jerry. If, if you are listening, yes. We're very liberal. Yeah. Uh, we we are left-leaning, I'd say. We, we, we love progressive politics. I yeah. know you do, Ben and Jerry. And your ice cream, even when it's weird, is all right by yeah. the sounds of it. So Never had a bad us. Ben and Jerry's. No, I would say I would I would agree with that. There you go. I don't think I've ever necessarily had. Drop us an email. I, mean, I don't know if I've had bad ice cream, really. I mean, you got. I've it. had bad ice cream. Have you? Yeah. Where? At a theme park? Uh, no, it was like, it's more because I took a punt on a bad flavour. What was it? Uh, I can't remember. It's like a, it's like a, like a, some sort of bubble gummy type thing. Mm, okay, yeah. fine. What's your favourite theme park ice cream parlour? Oh, I don't generally go to the part to theme park parlors ice cream parlors okay um, a lot of people go with the magic kingdom main street one yeah i think that's like uh, i i put there's a nice one in universal but but a bit of a curveball because we have a very nice personal experience of the one in sea world mm. you go into sea world you kind of walk down the entrance way and you turn you take a right at where there's like a there's like a bakery type eatery on the right hand side right so yeah. you're going into sea world that's normally where we get breakfast there but if you if you go right there and keep going, you will eventually come to this ice cream parlour. And there was one occasion where no one wanted ice cream or no one thought they wanted ice cream apart from my sister. So my sister got an ice cream and then we all went and sat down and we were just watching my sister eat ice cream. And then I think everyone kind of actually decided, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. Um, Can we have a bit? And before you know it, most of the ice cream's gone and my sister's hardly had any of her own ice cream. Great. Turns out the man who served my sister in the parlour was watching this disgraceful crime <laughs> occur in front of him <laughs> this hijacking of ice cream yeah and he just brought out three free cones so it was just like i saw you guys were you know commandeering yeah uh this poor little girl's ice cream so to keep you you know vultures away yeah just have these on the house i haven't had much business today so you go and we're like ah. Oh. This is what a this chat. is the kind of stuff that Disney like to think they do. Yeah, but Disney would actually bring you the ice cream and then demand that you pay for it. <laughs> yes, and, and you can't refuse. Yeah, I point. don't. Well, yeah, I don't think that's true. No, there are still Disney magical moments happening every day. Um, I see them uh, in the subreddits. People post about them, so they do. Yeah, they're them. paid off <laughs> by the mouse. Well, maybe I have no evidence either way. Um, We've only been paid off by ice cream. Yeah, uh, companies, big ice cream, not theme parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, anyway, I'm a big fan of uh, Mickey Mickey bars, Mickey premium bars, or the uh, ice cream sandwiches. What about butterbeer ice cream? Have you tried that? Do you like that? No, I didn't like butterbeer. Well, that's the thing you see, and I think I might have said it before, but yeah. the best way to experience butterbeer is the ice cream, in my opinion. Mm. It's pretty good. Fair ice enough. Cream. And it's soft serve. I don't know if you like soft serve. I do like soft serve. Oh, it's soft serve. Oh. I'll have to have a, have a go next time I'm in a... I don't know if they do it in Hogsmeade. I think I've only ever had it in Diagon Alley. Okay. Yeah, Diagon. It's on the left when you get to the end of you, the alley. Yeah. It makes more... It makes You know, soft serve is quite a common thing over here in the UK, you know, with the uh, ice cream men yeah. uh, traversing the lands. I've never seen an ice cream lady. Have you? Uh, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Local to here, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
No, I have been served ice cream by, by a, lady, a lady. I should make clear. Yeah. But I've never been served by what I would describe as an ice cream lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a difference between a lady who serves you ice cream and an ice cream lady. Yes. A lady... You have never been served by a lady who's driving an ice cream van? No. Absolutely yeah. not. I, I have. Okay. Yeah. It was probably the last time I had ice cream from an ice cream van. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Lucky boy. Yeah. Who knew this was all an enormous euphemism? <laughs> and with that, we will move on and leave. This was episode 149 of the Park Rush Podcast. You know what that means, Josh? Go on, Tom. In two weeks' time, it's episode 151. Whoa. And you can join us for that and make sure you don't miss it by subscribing on your preferred podcasting app of choice. You can also find every episode at parkrush.com. You can get in touch with the show by email podcast at parkrush.com or by tweeting at parkrushpodcast we also have a new youtube channel where i'm going to aim at least to clip up some of the best moments which is from every episode which is different week, from our last youtube channel which i forgot existed <laughs> and, doesn't uh, that mean if we're on 149 that means we're pretty close to three years right that's how maths works yeah i believe this 52 whole thing times three. this whole thing started after disneyland paris which was september of 2018 yeah. So uh, this was probably an October fair, I would say, was their first episode, maybe. Okay. So I'd like to guess. 156 would be, would be three, three years. years. All right. So what, we're seven. So I get that might be more like November by then. Yeah, somewhere around there. Late October, early November. Yeah. Looking at three years. Three years of this. Can you believe it? It's incredible. And, you know, what makes it all worth it is that listener figures are only going one way, and that's down. <laughs> <laughs> it's really depressing actually please tell your friends see you next week goodbye <laughs> see ya <laughs>